0: The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all of their purchases.
1: What is up with Tennessee? Can they get anyone in there? The latest names involved with the ball search. And also taking a look at the quarterback offseason, which may have another name in it in our top five, bottom three with Will Cain today. The Racilla Show, it's ESPN Radio. And let's start there. Uh, Actually, we're going to hold off on this for a second. Waiting on Daryl Moose Johnson coming up in the box a little bit later. Was he one of your favorite players? They all were. (laughs) All right. A Will Kane ranking. Moose, Bill Bates.
0: Bill Bates was a cult hero in Dallas. So um, he's like almost a Larry Izzo type figure in Boston. You know what I mean? The name recognition... I the think, place in someone's heart.
1: Yeah, but Bill and, Bates, I think, is even more of a call hero than Izzo was in Boston.
0: Possibly, yeah. I mean, he, you know, back in the day, the thing was, were you enough of a local hero to have your name on car dealerships? The answer was yes with Bates. I mean, you could write your ticket for a special teams
1: <laughs> demon. <laughs> um, He was with the, Bill Bates was with the Cowboys from 83 to 97. I'm looking this up again now. All right, so we went to. I'm always trying to figure this out because when we look at Moose Johnson pictures, you go, "This guy's right out of Central Casting." Dallas Cowboys, 48, Friday Night Lights. Maybe grew up just just west of Odessa. But you know, he I, isn't. No, he's <laughs> he from, went to he's from New York. <laughs> <laughs> so Bates is from. Uh, he's from Knoxville, where he's born there. Went to high school in Tennessee. So
0: wonder what his take is on the Tennessee coaching job.
1: Yeah, can we get Bates on if we can't get Moose here? All right, so we're waiting on Moose Johnson. I don't think this is going to happen right now. This is the eye contact that Sarudi and I are making. So we start with Eli Manning again, okay? And as we knew yesterday, this is one of those stories when you're in the moment, when it's happening right. We're in the hallway, we're in a commercial break, and you go, Giants website right now is saying Eli Manning's being benched for the rest of the year, and you go, What? what? Huh? And they're like, Yeah, Geno Smith. And you're like, Wait a minute, what? And then you go, Well, it's probably more about Davis Webb. So how do you want to? Let's do this. Let's be incredibly reckless oh and try to figure out all the different paths of what's going to happen here what do you think happens geno smith starts for one game maybe
0: one game and then plays another half and then it's turned over to davis webb for three and a half to four games
1: there's already speculation that he wouldn't play at the raiders but then maybe at home against the cowboys because we couldn't have him playing on the road first yeah, make it easy on davis webb right, right. okay so maybe he's starting in in two games. Okay, hold on. Okay. We're being reckless. You said. No, no, I'm giving you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn my mic off.
0: Okay, there you go. Davis Webb then ends up starting about four games. It doesn't go well. No one expected it to. Ben McAdoo loses his job the day after the season ends. Ends maybe on the way off the field. Like uh, who? Who was that this week? That ha- Bielema? Yeah, Bielema was told walking off the two field. Ago, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jerry Reese loses his job shortly afterwards, and then they draft Josh Rosen. They do everything they can. If they have to trade up, they trade up. They trade up, they get Josh Rosen. That. Did I give you more than you were looking for? You were just looking for a couple couple games?
1: You turned it into the hateful eight there a little bit there because it's like, well, Reese whacks McAdoo, and you're like, oh, by the way, Jerry, you're out too. <laughs> you're out too. So then they trade traded for Josh Rosen. Do you think the Browns would be scared, even if they evaluated Josh Rosen? as We see him as a first-rounder, maybe not a franchise changer. We could pick up another first. Do you think the Browns, with all the criticism they've taken, and I think some of it a little bit unfair about some of the quarterback stuff, I think the AJ McCarron stuff—that criticism was fair. Do you think they could ever move out of that spot?
0: No, they got to take one of these guys, right? Even they if they don't want to, to, even if they don't want to, they have to take I'm one. Kind of rooting for them not to do it. Okay,
1: joining us now on the show, Penzo, a performance line, uh, and brought to you by Liberty Tax, former Cowboy Daryl Moose Johnson. What's up, man? How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you doing? We're, we're doing well. We'll get to the tax thing here in a second. But uh, your thoughts yesterday, once you heard Eli was going to be benched for the rest of the year.
2: Uh, I was shocked. Um, and, and, you know, maybe we've got a little bit more insight in it because we did the game, uh, San Francisco 49ers, New York Giants. And, and that was the week of preparation where there was the, the conversation about this whole change possibly started. It was after the Rams. Uh, the Giants had had a terrible day. Uh, and The press was really pushing uh, for ideas next steps what's going to happen and you know kind of said is is every position up for evaluation and, and coach Mackey, who said every position and they said even quarterback he said every position is up for evaluation so i think that kind of opened the door and all of a sudden it was a lot of davis Webb talk uh you know when are we going to look at him when are we going to find out what our third round pick can do we've got quarterbacks available in the draft we're going to have a good draft position what's our plan at quarterback for the future and at that time Ben McAdoo said, Eli Manning is our starter. He gives us the best opportunity to win. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what has changed from that week leading into San Francisco to where they are now, uh, especially after losing to San Francisco, who hadn't won a game. You know, Eli led him to a victory uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is probably one of the more uh, difficult games to figure out that, that we've seen so far this regular season. So I, I don't know why all of a sudden there was a change uh, in, in the – the positioning of, of who meant Coach who thought gave them the best opportunity to win.
0: Hey, Moose, this is Will Kane. I'm from uh, Dallas or outside of Dallas. Uh, grew up watching you, and we were just joking about Bill Bates. You've been surrounded, Ryan and I were just joking about Bill Bates. You've been surrounded your career by guys who are legends, including yourself, to a town, to a franchise, whether or not it be Troy or Michael Irvin or Emmett or Bill Bates. Is there a right way to handle the end of someone's relationship with a franchise?
2: Yes. And I think that you saw Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys do that on on multiple occasions. Um, The way the Giants organization chose to do it yesterday uh, was not handled well. Um, And it all boils down to why do you think that Eli Manning no longer offers you the best opportunity to win the football game this Sunday? Uh, Because if you still believe that, then, then we're not even having this conversation, but because they do believe that, a change has to be made and then making the change in the middle of the season with an iconic quarterback for your franchise that's been the voice in the face you know for 12 years you're you're never going to be able to pay the the homage to that guy the way that you would be under normal circumstances you know saying goodbye like that happens you know at, at the end of a season you know once the season's over uh, but to make that change in the middle of the season and to start this conversation it all boils down to you don't believe that Eli Manning gives you the best opportunity to win a football game anymore, and, and why do you believe that?
1: When you look at Eli's play, I mean, and there's also an argument to this where we go, okay, they haven't put together anything. The offensive line was a mess. The receivers have been hurt, but he has to be culpable in some of this. But how much do you think he has left to play? If you were another team that wanted a quarterback, how would you look at Eli Manning?
2: Well, I, I think he's obviously at the tail end of his career, um, you know, but, but is that uh, the end of this season? Is it the end of next season? Uh, you know, that, that's something that people close to the situation would be able to evaluate. But, um, you know, not everybody is is Tom Brady, um, you know, but, but Eli has been a, a very productive quarterback uh, for the Giants. He, he has had an up-and-down career. I mean, there's been multiple times throughout his career uh, when Giants fans have become frustrated with how he's played. But he does have two Super Bowls. He was an MVP of both of those Super Bowls, um, so you know I, I can understand both sides of the equation. But as you're as you're preparing to make that transition, it, it, it just it, it could be done so much better than it's been done by the organization right now. And 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 I think you make a valid point. It is it is hard to say goodbye, and, and do you ever do it the right way? Um, you know, I think Jerry Jones, if he had it all to, to, to do all over again, he would have done a much better job. Um, you know, as he transitioned from Tom Landry to Jimmy Johnson, you know, I, I think if you were to ask him, you know, what some of the the regrets that he had in the NFL, I think that uh, that, that, that would probably be near the top of the list. So it is a difficult thing to do. And, and that's why it, it has to be planned and it has to be done in in a meaningful way. And, and, and this looks like something that was just done very quickly, uh, you know, without a lot of thought in it.
0: Speaking of Jerry Jones. This was what he said yesterday on local radio in Dallas, 105.3 The Fan. He said, "I think what we're seeing this week is what good coaching will bring us. This is where you call on good coaching." Talking about what Jason Garrett and the coaching staff will do going into the Redskins game this Thursday night. What does Jason Garrett's future look like with the Dallas Cowboys?
2: Well, I think it's fine. Uh, and, and again, this comes down to you know very very similar to what we're talking about with Eli Manning. Um, you know, quarterbacks, head coaches. You know, kind of tied at the hip. They both get uh, more credit than they deserve when things are going well, and more blame when things are going poorly. So, you know, last year Jason Garrett was was the NFL coach of the year. You know, thirteen and three season. There were a little bit of changes during the off season, but this has been a completely different season than they had last year. You know, what what has Jason changed from two thousand sixteen to two thousand seventeen You know, are there circumstances that have caused uh, what has happened this year to happen to the Dallas Cowboys? And, and I think that's an easy question to answer. So, uh, do, do you really make a change at the head coach? And, and I think that's one of the things that has happened to a lot of franchises that, that get caught in situations where they're not competitive for a number of years. And, and John Madden made a great point uh, one time, and, and this was in regards to when the San Francisco 49ers fired Steve Mariucci. And, and since that time, had really struggled until they had some success with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but up until that point, uh, they had really struggled, and, and John Madden said, "You don't fire your head coach without your next head coach ready to hire the next day." Um, so if if, if these the, the fans or the people that think that Jason Garrett is the problem and that he needs to go, uh, you know, I couldn't disagree with them more. And, and if so, who who are you going to bring in? Who are you going to bring in? Um, Jason has been uh, as, as as stable as anybody. Uh, in that organization, through his tenure, he's so consistent with everything he does. Uh, he had success last year. Now they haven't; they've been in an up and down uh, situation with the Cowboys for the last few years. But again, take a step back. What are the circumstances that have led, you know, to seasons that fluctuate from four and twelve to thirteen and three to, to five and six this year? If you look at it, there's there's reasons why that is happening, and uh, and, and it, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with the head coach.
1: Hey, just before I let you go, Moose, what are you doing with Liberty Tax?
2: Uh, We're trying to get everybody ready for tax season. Uh, It's right around the corner. Uh, It tends to sneak up on us from time to time. Uh, So we're trying to get the word out early here. Uh, Maybe start preparing as early as January 1st, January 2nd. Uh, But we want you to put a game plan together. So uh, working with the guys from Liberty Tax, uh, it's one of the best franchise businesses in the country. So you're going to have a Liberty Tax franchise in your community. Uh, with, with certified planners that are from your community that understand your local tax issues. Uh, so we're asking you to, if you know where one of these franchises is, if you have that location, stop in, sit down with one of the one of the certified planners, start mapping out your game plan for tax season. If not, uh, you can go on to libertytax.com, find a location near you. And if you're somebody that likes to, uh, to control things, if you like to do it yourself, uh, you can find uh, and access the tools you need to create your own tax plan. Uh, but the big thing is is just uh, don't let it sneak up on you this year. Uh, have a plan moving forward because there are some changes going on uh, with the tax code and things, and, and make sure that you have uh, some certified professionals to help you out.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, Moose. Always good to catch up. Thanks. You got it. Take care. almost Johnson here on the show. Okay, coming up next, Tennessee, they lost another candidate. There's another name that is the leader in the clubhouse. We'll tell you who that is coming up next with Will Kane, The Rosilla Show, ESPN Radio. Dollar Shave Club not only gets you an amazing shave, but they also make products for your hair, face, skin, shower, everything you need. And with gift memberships and e-cards available, Dollar Shave Club can help cover the names on your holiday shopping list as well. We want you to love Dollar Shave Club as much as we do. So we've arranged for you to try their first month of their best razor along with travel size versions of shave butter, body cleanser, and other great products for just $5. After that, the replacement cartridge is shipped for just a few bucks a month. It's the DSC Starter Set. Get yours for just 5 bucks Exclusively, at dollarshaveclub.com slash ryan r-y-e-n that's dollarshaveclub.com slash ryan the latest name and the leader for the tennessee head coaching gig in life
2: there are talkers and there are doers sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done, starting his business out of a one-room office. Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers.
1: We just had Moose Johnson on, and at the end, you probably noticed where I had to ask him about, Hey, what are you doing with taxes? And yeah, every now and then you pitch somebody and they go, We have this one little mention. Do you mind? A lot of times you say no, um, but if it's somebody I like, I go, Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. But while I asked about what was going on with Liberty Tax, because I didn't really care, as you could probably guess, and it is weird every now and then you go, Hey, can you just get this? Hey, what are you guys doing with kudos? You know, what's. I'm just trying to think of something new. Like, what? What are you and Swiffer excited about this football season? You know, and it just, you feel like such a loser every time as the host when you ask it. Uh huh. Because no one's ever that excited, right? But you have to. Yeah. Hey, what, tell me about Tide's new spring deal and why we should watch more college football. You know, it's just, it's always, it never makes any sense. But when I mentioned the tax thing, Bubba, of all people, when Moose was giving us the whole be prepared, be ready, and you guys know who you are. Who screw up during tax season? I used to do it all the time. Now I'm like way more on it. Bubba, it's like from the back row, shaking his fist, like, yeah, man, take tax season seriously. That's good advice. (laughs) Want to be prepared. That threw me off. Are you a big tax season guy? Do you already have your stuff like you wait? No, I'm actually usually
2: late. So I think, not late, but I push it off till the end, last minute. So I think I got to take Daryl's advice and, you know. Maybe sign up for Liberty.
1: Why don't you get everything filed before January thirtieth, the end of the end of January? That'd be impressive. Yeah, let's do that. If you're all gonna right, start, I'll let you know, well, you just got the good advice, and now you're not even going to listen to it. No, I'll listen to it. We'll see. Okay, all right. Tennessee. Jeff Brom seems to be in the crosshairs here. Purdue coach was at Western Kentucky. Played in the NFL. Kind of a, just a, a backup for the most most of the run through this, but that seems to be the guy that they're hoping to get done after. Mike Gundy, I don't know. I don't even know how far he took them. I don't even know if they got to the doorstep with Gundy. I don't
0: know, but I hope Jeff Braum has his nose clean. I hope okay. there's not any skeletons in that closet. So what's going on here? Let me just tell you. So in the list of people that have come and gone on the uh, coaching search for University of Tennessee has grown since Greg Schiano. This morning, reports out, Lions offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter will decline an interview with his alma mater. University of Tennessee, for the head coaching position. He's not interested. I think it's worth pointing out as well, as I just read about Jim Bob Cooter, in 2009, Jim Bob Cooter was arrested for aggravated burglary. Um, He broke into someone's house through the window, got into bed with the woman that was living there, and it sounds like a mistake, I think, but...
1: Why are you looking at me? I'm not... (laughs) It was a hotel? It was you
0: know. Uh, Moving on uh, <laughs> to Minston. So
1: all right, so Jim Bob Cooter, he says he's out. He doesn't even want in. He's out. Okay, so he's gone. He's right? gone. So right. we know shiano has gone because of of what he's right. I don't, so, I'm not even look. We know why he's gone. Right There's a loose attachment to the Penn State thing. Depending on how you even want to. So frame from what it. I
0: hear, their pursuit of Matt Lauer not going to work out either.
1: Nope, doesn't sound like um, so cross him off. Um, Van Gu- uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy. I <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy's
0: out. Jeff Van Gundy out, okay. Mike Gundy. Okay, report up on Yahoo Sports from Pat Forty. This is fascinating. He says, the entire Tennessee fan base was hyped to bring Mike Gundy in. Yep. Did you happen to hear in the last 24 hours, last 48 hours, about... In 2007, Mike Gundy recruited a guy named Chris Collins to play for Oklahoma. His scholarship offer had been rescinded from schools like the University of Texas. Why? Because... He had been arrested and charged with having sex with an underage kid, a 12-year-old girl. He attended... This is at Oklahoma
1: State you're talking about. He attended Oklahoma State. He played
0: football at Oklahoma State. And he was eventually convicted of that crime.
1: So just give me the timeline one more time here.
0: 2007. This all went down. Um, He was officially convicted on November 6th of that year.
1: So Gundy recruited him. Yep. He played for the program. That's right. And then he's convicted... And then he's off the team. Yep. Okay, so my question to you would be this. If Gundy had been hired, if Gundy had said yes, pack of my bags, head to Knoxville, would someone have spray-painted the rock that he's an enabler and that they don't want him? Would there be an uproar because Gundy is attached to this recruiting story from 10 years ago? What do you think? I think someone would paint the rock because that seems to be a pretty popular thing. But most of the people would get over it because it's Mike Gundy. Yeah, I don't even
0: know if the rock would have been painted. I don't think you would have heard much about this. I mean, you and I both have said from the beginning that if this was Chip Kelly instead of Greg Schiano, we wouldn't have heard the same things about no, we wouldn't have. this story. But look at the situation the University of Tennessee has put themselves in. First of all, it's name after name, not interested in the job. And you also have to ask yourself now, what is your standard? What is your, how clean does your background have to be for the University of Tennessee now to show any level of consistency or principle in this entire process. I don't know how if Greg Shiano wasn't good enough because of his associations, how you could have had either Mike Gundy or Jim Bob Cooter, just by that same standard.
1: Hey, There's another question being asked about why people are turning down the Tennessee job. And this question, I I think people are rooting for the answer to be one way, but I think it's the other one. So with Will Cain, we'll do that. And also, the different teams that could be in on the Eli Manning thing. We keep adding to this list teams that could need a quarterback. And now that available offseason quarterback list is probably going to be deeper than we ever remember seeing it for the NFL. So that's all next. Top five, bottom three. Damian Woody next hour. Rossini from Giants camp. The whole deal. We got to cover for you today. The Rossillo Show, ESPN Radio.
2: In the game. Ain't nothing to it.
0: World class. I'm a of now that Human Resources Director Fernando Pino has Chronos for HR payroll talent and time, he's completely crushing it. He even has his own hype song. Supporting our entire workforce. Everyone has different hours, skill sets and pay grades. motivating and engaging our people every step of the way chronos hr solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them learn more at chronos.com
2: slash hr swagger i'm,
1: I'm gonna rise up i'm on the top top i'm gonna to rise up i'm on the top They still have a great show planned for you the rest of the way. Diana Rossini is down at the New York Giants facility. She got down there last night, so she's been there all day today uh, in the locker room, so we'll catch up with her. Damian Woody on Eli Manning, and he's a very big Marvel guy that's disappointed in DC comics. So I don't know if we'll be as interested as that, but I just love the TV movie reviews from Woody when he's here will Kane today tweet the show 100 flowers.com Twitter feed at Racilla show ring in the holiday season with bouquets for your friends and loved ones from 100 flowers.com when you order a dozen assorted roses for 29.99 you get an extra bouquet for free to order go to 100 flowerscom slash espN I want to do a couple things here and we'll just kind of figure it all out still top five bottom three the quarterback market in the NFL who's available who could want somebody but carrying over the Tennessee thing that we just talked about, and you're right, Tennessee now has put themselves in a position where whatever your skeleton's going to be, have we gotten to a standard with the Shiano mess that no one can have anything? Because good luck. Good luck. I mean, maybe that guy's out there.
0: Hey, real quick on that. I mean, you can't escape the news that's happening in the real world. I mean, Matt Lauer is gone this morning. $25 million guy on probably television's biggest franchise. I don't care what industry you're in right now. If it's of any level of high, you know, some elevated profile, you know, coaching, TV, movies, whatever, how far down the list do you think is, well, let's do a background check because I'm, it's gotta be number one right now. Like ability, intelligence, these are secondary because this is taken down people left and right. What does your background look like?
1: Yeah, you're right, and that's why Ohio State was saying after the shadow thing, going, we had no problem with it, we were good with it, and then the Rutgers stuff even comes up. But we all know what the Tennessee story is about, okay? But the Tennessee story is also be turned, being turned into something else because of the Florida story, because Chip Kelly decided, you know what, I don't want to go to Gainesville, I want to go to UCLA, okay? Mm-hmm. You've had these people turn down Tennessee, that no one wants to go to the SEC now because it's just it's too much I and mean, it's crazy, it's out of control. But here's what I'd ask. Is that what's happening? Because there's a lot of people look that hate the SEC and they just want to believe that's true, that nobody wants to go there anymore. And the overall talent at the head coaching position, like I don't think you have those dudes that you had lined up 10 years ago where you go, man, look at all these guys. So yeah, maybe it's declined a bit. But in what profession, why would people that are in this profession of head coaching go, you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to go to the place with the best talent in recruiting and also you get paid the most. No thanks. That doesn't make any sense.
0: No, I think you're right. I think the carnage that Nick Saban has left in his wake, as far as other coaches in the SEC, is what people draw this opinion from. They look at it and they go, it's impossible to succeed when you're coaching against Nick Saban. And guess what? They don't give you a Nick Saban, you know, pass. They don't tell you, well, you're doing a good job but for beating Alabama. And the example everyone points to is Les Miles. Les Miles won something like 75%
1: of his games at LSU. When he was rumored to be fired again, just to jump in here, because you know, I'm always down yeah. there, and I remember walking around the facility with some of the guys on the football staff, and they go, man, this Les stuff is nuts. They're like, he wins 77% of his games, we don't beat Bama enough, and then he basically, this is before Les, this is way before, this is like years ago, because it was always coming up with Les, and he goes, good luck Doing what Les has just done here But you're absolutely right It was because of one dude And it's even worse for that fan base Because of that one dude Because that one dude used to be your dude Right Right So that's
0: where that weight comes from Don't you think That's where that opinion comes from Like why would you go to the SEC You're just going to be another body Left behind <laughs> Nick wh-
1: why couldn't you go to the East Why wouldn't you want to go to Gainesville I understand Chip not want to do it Him feeling like Okay this is an easier job at UCLA Because I've already got the inroads With these high schools out here At some point You know I'd kind of change my mind Less pressure Didn't want to get caught up in the SEC thing Maybe Chip didn't want to because Chip had other opportunities. Gundy didn't want to leave Oklahoma State. I think he can coach there for twenty years. So, I mean, is it possible that that we're wrong? That it's true that the coaching profession looks at this region of the country and goes, "It's just I don't want to be a Saban corpse. I don't want to have to deal with this pressure."
0: No, I no. I'm telling you why I think that that I hate this word narrative is taking hold. Uh, I I hate that word too. I think you're right in the end. I think coaches take the, the SEC opportunities are gyms, and coaches take them when they come. SEC, SEC for, West is a little less shiny than SEC. But <laughs> that, these are two yeah.
1: traditionally great SEC East jobs. you talking about Florida and Tennessee? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but Tennessee is its own thing. They're not turning that down because of SEC. They're turning that down for you know the reasons. Oh, do you think Gundy would have taken the deal pre-Shiano? In fact, by the way, we don't even have this right now because Tennessee doesn't apply at all. In Florida, all you had, and to your own point, is Chip passed on it. But Dan Mullen jumped all over it.
1: He was already in the SEC. He jumped to the easier <laughs> side. <laughs> and the funny thing there is that the first time around, like you had heard years ago, Dan Mullen pushing for it and then didn't get it. And it was just the previous regime. Was like, ah, Dan, you know, let you call some plays when you were here, but we don't want you running this whole deal. And now they couldn't be happier to have him. Unless, yeah, I mean, you, and, unless you thought you were getting Scott Frost, and it doesn't. Like, I'm sure if Scott Frost wanted the job in Gainesville at some point, he would have gotten it.
0: Do you think um, Belama would rather be back at Wisconsin right now?
1: <laughs> That's the best question of the whole deal. Rosillo Show, Will Kane, ESPN Radio. We'll get to the Eli stuff here, probably coming up just next, because I could I could do this all day with you. I thought about that last night. Like, what if Tennessee hired Belama? Would Tennessee fans go, oh, we get this Arkansas reject? They would not be happy. There's no doubt they'd be upset. And his past would be poured over right now. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about it because he got married later in life. But I – see, I think is a good coach. If Bielema was this unbelievable developer of talent, this standard that you wanted Nebraska to look at in mm-hmm. what they'd pulled at Wisconsin because they've kept doing it there and they were doing it with Bielema before everybody else – I refuse to believe that all of a sudden Bielema's this terrible coach. Didn't work out in Arkansas. I would actually think Tennessee should be thrilled, but you're right. It would feel like leftovers. It would feel like a used car. It would feel like, oh, so that guy's not good enough for Arkansas, and then we're bringing him in here in Knoxville. I just refuse to believe Bielema all of a sudden doesn't know how to coach and develop players. It just didn't work.
0: However, I'll tell you this. I don't think they'd feel the same way about Kevin Sumlin. I think they'd be more excited to have Kevin Sumlin's second shot than Bielema's. It'd be Bielema's third, but.
1: The problem you have, though, in the South, and this doesn't happen. I don't think this happens as much in the North, where if somebody from the South comes up here and has a position of importance, we go, oh, you know, that's that that's a guy from South. But if you go down to the South, when you take a job, when Jerry DiNaro got the LSU job, what was he, the Vandy coach at some point? I just run into LSU I was like, should have known better than to grab the guy from Vandy. Although that accent isn't even Louisiana. I'm just afraid of Malkovich after Deepwater Horizons. If I'm even trying to do any, <laughs> any kind of Baton Rouge deal, I did not want to do it. But they just, they looked at you such disdain and you go, like, we don't, we don't want that guy. The Northern guy. Yeah. We don't want the yeah. Rutgers guy. What? Yeah, but man,
0: I think that's there's th- something there. You think that when Matt Rule just went to Baylor, you know not that came up? Wait
1: a minute. We're getting a Yankee to come down here? <laughs> I'm sure it came up, but at that point, I think even Baylor had to be a little honest that you weren't exactly the hottest landing yeah, spot true. in that's college true. football. Okay, NFL top five, bottom three, and let's do, how many teams deep do you think it is that could be interested in Eli this offseason? Well, two's the over-under. I mean, and... Two's the over-under? Right. It's going to oh, be over that. that. It's over. over. Right? You're not, that's a bad number. Said okay. too low. Don't yell at me. All right, sorry. We're still a show, ESPN Radio. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you build a giant pillow fort in your living room. And when people ask why you have a pillow fort in your living room, you say it's for your dog. And when they ask, what kind? You say, "Uh, chocolate lab? And we have a web of lies that's almost as intricate as the crown molding in Fort Pillow. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the pillow soft fortress you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. The top five. (laughs) And bottom three.
0: Number five.
1: All right, I like it.
0: Los Angeles Rams.
1: You know, because of all the stuff that got caught up in the news cycle, I feel like that Rams win against New Orleans didn't get enough acknowledgement. That's a that's one of the best wins of the season for any team. The way the Saints have been playing. Granted, it's on the road, but Rams are better than them that day.
0: Hey, they both looked good in that yeah,
1: day. Th- yeah, well, no, the, man, the Saints had 10 points late. That's one of those games where if that's
0: played in New Orleans, I'm not sure it comes out the same way. Well, but, that's that's fine. And Kamara is just stunning. Alvin Kamara is amazing. But you have to give the nod to the Rams. They did outplay them. And the Rams' defense, by the way, Ryan, I mean, that's, that's going to play in January. That defense is going to play. Number four, Minnesota Vikings. Number three, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two, New England Patriots. And, yes, number one, Dallas Cowboys.
1: <laughs> I like that you're being, you know, you're holding out. You're projecting here. You're projecting the rest of the
0: Now, world. hold on, just so they don't lose their ever-loving minds. Oh. Number one is the 10-1 and Philadelphia Eagles. Happy?
1: Okay, I'm usually Pittsburgh guy, and I have them higher, but I'm dropping them. I don't know what the hell their problem is. I don't know why with this defense and some of the guys they have on it. We all understand the offensive weapons. But why do they have awful teams play so well against them? And I don't see any way. How are they going to be able to defend Brady with the way their corners play sometimes? So uh, even though I like them and I like all their talent, I usually have them a lot higher. Uh, I'm going to put them at five. I got the Rams at four. That means Minnesota three. Because if you're doing some of that college football stuff and the head-to-head, as much as I like that Rams win, i got to love that Minnesota Vikings win at home against them not that long ago. So then I have Philadelphia, too. Although, if you did a weird anti-Alabama thing against the Eagles, do you realize the Panthers are the only team with a winning record that they've beat? Strength of schedule. If this were college football... What well, wins do you have, right, Eagles? would be like, dude, the Eagles haven't even played anybody. It's not like they even go north. Well, that would be weird for them to go north of schedule. Who are they going to schedule? Maine and your Pats at number one. Bottom three, Browns. Packers. No, I'm just kidding. Um browns niners you know what i'm gonna do because garoppolo's there browns giants niners cosine garoppolo did it did you read anything this week like he showed some things he threw like a garbage touchdown at the end well he's starting i read that yeah he's starting who who thought he was never going to play there's no way he was not going to play this year right right niners expert sir
0: uh, an interesting Ooh. nugget that I heard about this whole situation was he's obviously playing the Bears. They're playing the Bears for 49 this week, and when Kaepernick made his debut, it was also against the Bears, and he like blew up onto the scene. That created that whole first quarterback controversy. So maybe they were just waiting for the Bears to have a great game, blow up, boom, Garoppolo started going forward.
1: There are teams, and the Broncos are at the head of my list on this, teams where I still see in the beginning of the game how you look defensively, and I go, you're still a good football team, but you know you have no chance with, with your offense and then they had to make their switch because of an injury when Paxton Lynch was out.
0: Okay, then that brings us to Eli Manning. Perfect. The Denver Broncos. Are they the landing spot, the retirement home for Eli Manning and his entire family?
1: Do you think he wouldn't want to do it? So what we're trying to figure out is how many teams we think are in play here. And we can figure, we may not, I don't think we'll complete the list here in a few minutes, but. I think we will. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think, like, do you think he would want to go there because of paid, or not want to go there because of I think it's a great story. I don't think that's
0: following in your brother's shadow. I think he's done enough to step outside of that shadow as it is. And I think it's a cool little familial story that your retirement home is in Denver.
1: I love Denver. Um, Can we play the Schefter bite? All right. I got it right here. I don't even know what it is. Blind toss. Left one, right one. Left one, right one. Tom
0: Coughlin is in Jacksonville, and we do know that Jacksonville has a championship defense, and we do know that Jacksonville lacks a quarterback right now, and Eli Manning might be the perfect bridge. Denver, we've seen Mannings go and finish their career in Denver before, and that's worked out, but we (laughs) might as well start the speculation now about where Eli Manning will be playing next year because it certainly does not look like Give me that drop.
1: Give me that Mannings drop, please. Who was who was in here pre-show? Was that you? You Saruti saying that Eli wouldn't want to go there and do what Peyton did?
0: Yeah, I just feel like little brother thing is he's going to really follow in Peyton's footsteps. I'm not saying it's not a great spot for him to land, but I don't know. I just thought like you wouldn't think about that. You'd be like totally cool if your older brother you did something exactly the same as your older brother did. I got brothers. I'm going to tell you something. That's something that matters when you're in your teens, your early twenties, when you're establishing yourself in life. Oh, I don't but you get about to that. a point where it's like, hey, we're both self actualized here. We're fine. We can do this.
1: I would have thought the first thing I thought on the Denver story would be that Peyton can go to Eli and go, Hey, it's great. Elway's great. He's going to let you do your thing. Look what happened with me. And, like, let's do this. But if that's the case, the comfort level, because Peyton had been there before, so I went the other way. I saw it as a positive, not a negative following in his footsteps. That's why Jacksonville, you would think, would be the favorite there. And, by the way, Coughlin, who can't stand Reese, the GM who just let him go and now benched Eli, that's going to be the revenge season for the Jags. 2018 is going to just be a big like dartboard of Giants people. That's you're the right. poster you're going to get as a fan.
0: This may bleed over into the next thing, but I set the over under at two. I don't think that's far off. It's the Broncos. It's the Jaguars. I'll just give you the three next teams, and I'm not sure the interest that level's that high, the Bills, Dolphins and Redskins, assuming, of course, Kirk Cousins leaves.
1: You don't think the Jets and Woody Johnson would love to bring in Eli Manning?
0: I don't see a 37-year-old quarterback on the Jets as anything. I don't think they care.
1: (laughs) I think they would love to do it. I think he left off Arizona. We'll do more of this. Rossini from Giants Camp, Damian Woody next on DC Comics and football.